Good morning. Welcome to the house of the Lord. I'll tell you, Tammy's prayer was absolutely perfect for today's message. We're going to be talking about for the body. And that prayer talked about what the body should look like. We should be there for one another. We should be able to be real with one another. So as we um, go into the message, let's uh, just remember that because it was such a beautiful prayer. God is with us, amen? Every day, every moment of every day. If you happen to be joining for the first time, I'm Pastor Ann, and I am blessed and honored to serve this congregation along with Pastor Andy. Know that we're glad you're here, and we hope that you will always feel welcome at this place that we call the Way Woodstock. Last week, Pastor Andy did an excellent job of reviewing this sermon series, Made for More. Since a number of the ladies were away at the retreat and may not have had a chance to hear it yet, I want to share that review again. For those of you who were here, it's okay because you know what? God repeats things a lot of times in the Bible. He knows that we need to hear things more than once. So this repetition will help things to sink deeper into our hearts and our minds. So I quote Pastor Andy. For the past several weeks, we've been exploring the middle part of our mission statement, living with purpose. The reality being that we all end up somewhere, but not all of us end up somewhere on purpose. More significantly, God uniquely created each of us, and that we are not only fearfully and wonderfully made by God, we are made for a purpose. And that purpose was not to simply arrive safely at death. God has more in store for us and desires to do more through us. God enables us to chase the lion as we explored in that opening week, meaning God empowers us to face the fears that hold us back and to to chase those dreams, those God-sized dreams that he imparts upon our minds and hearts. God does so in part by instilling a chazone, a chazone, that is, yeah, thank you. That is the vision, dream, or revelation, and he does that. He gives that to us in our minds, as well as God bestows upon us gifts and talents intended to enable us to live into the life of purpose that God desires for us. We were challenged a couple of weeks ago to dig up talents that perhaps we have unintentionally or perhaps even intentionally buried. And to help rediscover those, we sent out a spiritual gifts assessment to help uncover or reaffirm some of those God-given, spirit-filled gifts you have. End of quote. As we continue today, we are going to be taking a wider look at the spiritual gifts given by God and their purposes. We're going to read today from 1 Corinthians, 12th chapter, verses 12 to 31. Hear now the word of God. <clears throat> Just as the body, through one, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. We were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, 
but many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, <clears throat> I do not belong to the body, it would not be, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you are part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues, are all apostles are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Now eagerly desired the greater gifts, and yet I will show you the most excellent way. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Dear Most Gracious God, we ask that you um, enlighten our eyes and our ears and our, our minds and our hearts today, Lord, that we will recognize and see how important it is to be connected, not only to you, Lord, but to each other, that we are here for a reason. All of us have experienced different things, Lord, but you can use those experiences to help us bless others. So, Lord, we just ask that you open our eyes, open our eyes to where you would have us step forward. And it is in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I pray. Amen. Now, the Apostle Paul is writing to the Corinthian church because it has fallen into division and disorder. They were allowing loyalty to human leaders to divide them into various camps rather than keeping their allegiance to Christ. They were allowing the world to influence their behavior and undermine God's moral standards. They were abusing their Christian freedom 
by being inconsiderate and insensitive to others. They were confused about how to live for Christ in a corrupt society. Can any of us identify with this? I know I can. After Paul addresses some of the specific problems that they were dealing with, he moves into speaking about spiritual gifts, different kinds of gifts given to all believers by the Spirit of God for one reason, for the common good. Paul is writing to encourage all members of the body to work together for the advancement of the gospel, not only through their words, but by the way they actually live their lives. In last week's scripture, Paul explained about the different gifts given by the Holy Spirit to believers with all the gifts being important. He started out reminding us of the truth concerning the mystical body of Christ. When we ask Christ into our hearts, we become a member of his body, the church. Then with today's scripture, he compares this mystical body of Christ to the material body, the physical body of us Christians, our human body. And even though there are many parts to the human body, each was designed with a special purpose. Now, those of you who've gotten a little bit older, you realize that as things start to wear out and things start to, to ache and pain, we understand how important it is that that body works well. So it is within the church, the body of Christ. Each one of us has a special purpose, just like every part of our body has a special purpose. Paul reminds us, it is by one spirit, the Holy Spirit, that we're baptized into the body. It is this baptism that puts us into the mystical body of Christ. Every true believer is baptized by or with the Holy Spirit. That means the Holy Spirit now lives within us. We come to the water of baptism as independent individuals. We come out of the water changed. We're more than ourselves now. We are connected. We belong to Christ. We're part of something much greater. We're part of the body of believers. And as such, we're in relationship, not only with Christ, but with one another. Together, we can do what none of us could do alone. Paul continues, we are all given the one spirit to drink. Now, while baptism puts us into the body of Christ, the drinking puts the spirit into the body of the Christian. We drink as we gather together for worship, as we pray, as we hear and study God's word, as we receive Holy Communion, as we serve and we come together in fellowship. It is this one spirit that brings us together in our diversity to share our giftings with one another. It's the one spirit that brings us together for a common goal. And that goal is to represent Christ to the world in which we live. 
as we gather together and we get to know each other better, we are able to more fully share the love of Christ through our various giftings. Paul then moves on and he talks about the function of each of the body's different parts and of the fellowship of the body's members. In verse 14 we hear, Even so the body is not made up of one part but many. And then he goes on to talk about each individual part of the body, the foot, the eye, the ear, the hand, the head, and how they're all necessary for the body to function in a healthy way. Every time we hear a sound, every time we take a step, every time we do anything, even breathing, we are using hundreds of different parts that are working together. Each part's very different from the other parts, just like we are all very different sometimes. And while each part is highly complex, it's perfectly suited for the part it has to play in relationship to every other part. Now, just as the... Every part of the physical body serves its particular role. Each member of the body of Christ was designed to serve a particular role in the body of Christ, in the church. As we discover our unique gifts and talents, it enables us to serve our Lord together as the body of Christ more effectively. Every part is needed. You are needed. In verses 21 to 26, Paul talks about the fellowship of the body. I cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. The head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. So if you think you're weak and you don't have many giftings, He's telling us here, you're indispensable. And the parts that think they're less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable, we treat with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put that body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it. So that there should be no division in the body. And by its parts should have equal concern for one another. Reminds me of Tammy's prayer. That prayer that was so beautiful. Starting out with our teens. But also extending to each and every member of this body. Now as I began working on this message, I was reminded of a story that I heard many years ago about the little toe. And I wish I could find it. I didn't keep a copy of it. But it was a long little, kind of a little poem story. And the person telling it started out by talking about how unimportant and insignificant the little toe was until it was broken. And then when it was broken, the person suddenly became aware that that little toe plays an important part in balancing the entire body while walking, standing, or running. And that's what I see in these verses. All parts working together, supporting the whole. Within this congregation of believers, there are some who are suffering 
for one another. As part of the body, we're to share in the suffering, just as we share with people when they're rejoicing. Sometimes we hesitate to ask for support when we need it, for fear, fear of judgment, fear of our image not being what we want it to be. But, you know, we're all on this journey through life, and every single one of us, at some point in time, will suffer and struggle. And what a blessing it is for somebody to notice and to reach out and to just say, I noticed. Can I pray for you? Doesn't take a lot. Doesn't take a lot. The parts of our physical body don't judge one another. They don't compete against one another, and they don't argue with one another. They work together. What may seem to be weak or unimportant is still necessary and important for the whole. Just as God has carefully designed the physical body to work together, he has created us to work together to share his message of mercy and grace, first with each other and then with the world. Each one of us has an important role to fill in caring for one another. We all have something to offer others. The church is to be a tangible expression of the hospitality of God. People come seeking Seeking meaning and purpose, seeking spiritual growth, seeking a deeper relationship with Jesus, seeking opportunities to be of service to the world. They come seeking community, a place to belong, a place to be known and accepted. As members of the body of Christ, we have received from God. He has given us new life. As a tangible expression of the hospitality of God, where and how do your giftings lead you to serve? We all belong, we're all important, and we all have a place to share the love of Christ with our brothers and sisters. Paul concludes this scripture, this second, this section of scripture by emphasizing that we are indeed the body of Christ and we have all been given gifts, little repetitious, so that we will get it that we all have gifts. And he says, now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then deeds of power, then gifts of healing, forms of assistance, forms of leadership, various kinds of tongues. And then he starts asking those questions. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? But eagerly desire the greater gifts. And now I will show you the most excellent way. 
Those are his final words. This final sentence lets us know that there is even more. Something even better than those better, greater gifts. And just what is this more? In chapter 13, Paul tells us the more excellent way. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. I've gotten verses 4 to to 8 and then verse 13. But hear what this greater gift, this more, this best gift of all is. Love is the greater, is greater than the greater gifts. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And verse 13, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. May we as a church Remember that we're a group of believers who are all on a journey, learning and growing. As we seek to discover, develop, and offer our gifts to one another, may we always offer them in love, the greatest gift. All of our diverse gifts are important to the functioning of this body, this church. So I leave you with a question. Where is God calling you to step forward and demonstrate his hospitality? You have a critical role to fulfill. As we contemplate this question, let's go to the Lord in prayer and prepare our hearts to receive through Holy Communion the self-giving love of our God. Amen. Let's pray. Dear most gracious God, we come today asking, Lord, help us to see. Help us to see where we fit in. Help us to see how we can help not only the members of this body of believers to see you, but help us to discover how to let others outside this body of believers, know you. Lord, it is through our lives, as we live every day, that we can present you to the world. So, Lord, through your Spirit, enable us. Through your Spirit, open our eyes. Through your Spirit, lead God and direct us. And it is in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit we pray. Amen.